Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. johnson Tony Look, speaking of running out, we are running out of the dry part of the offseason where there's nothing going on. Bengals have their free agents. The draft is what, John? End of April? Yeah, about a month. Uh, okay, so we have about another month of nothing to talk about. And then it's going to be a week of a lot of news and then more nothing to talk about. It sounds so like the holidays. To... Yeah. Right. Just, you just keep looking at your, stocking, your stockings until little lumps of coal appear in them or candied treats. Yes. And if you want to get your non-news here, you can. But you can also go to Brinks.tv. And I want to remind everybody to do that. And uh, Courtney is doing some incredible journalistic work. Yeah. And she has a new documentary called, um, let me see if I get this right. She's about already the, cringing. It is about the life of Madeleine Albright, and it's called It Wasn't Worth It. And it is a, it is a debate about the, uh, the value of life in the modern nation estate. And it talks about all of her good sides and bad sides, her racist diatribes and her justification of Courtney does child not mortality. Have a racist diet. And I mean, if Courtney had a racist bone in her body, she no, no, no. This is this is the documentary about Madeleine Albright. I just want to clarify. And, oh, I see. You're referring to when when Madeleine Albright was asked if the loss of what is it like two hundred thousand Iraqi children's lives. I don't know. I didn't make the I didn't make the documentary. It. Yeah, I didn't make the documentary. But look, that is a big hit. Very popular podcast with the kids. And also, we want. It sounds to, like a, it sounds like a real, you know, Hallmark card kind of pick 'em up right. kind of, yeah, right. And Just in uh, time for for you know the holidays, kind the of off thing. season, yes, yeah, yeah definitely and so we, something to watch in the off season. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And so we also, if you go to winnow.app/dhsports, you can get a direct line to me, John and Hoji, and we will send you texts and we will send you updates on all the non-news and eventually the news. And we will, uh, rumors and we'll talk about the show and you can text back. No one's texted back. We have two subscribers, but no one's texted back. But uh, yeah, but it is only $3 a month. And it's a way no to No one has texted us or we just have never texted them back. Which one is No, it? we've texted, I've texted. You two haven't texted. No. You still haven't texted. I've texted, but no responses yet. 
Okay. So let us move on and talk about the news. So Katie Blackburn, obviously, Br uh, Bridget, sorry, you know about this, the, the recent fantastic article by Jeff Hobson about Katie Blackburn. Maybe you want to tell us about that. Daddy, I don't know what. Yeah, you're, you see, you see, and then I, I am the one who gets called out for not highlighting the contributions of women, and I am the one who read the article. You see that? Prove now, me wrong. Prove now, me now, wrong, now, Daddy. Now, 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 see, I am not HR, but I have done many, many years of therapy and marriage therapy and hypnotherapy, and this is what you call classic passive-aggressive behavior. Right. You see, right. he, but no, he, I'm just he, saying. Look, he, he so he asked Bridget to read an, to say an article that she hasn't read, right? So that he could say how he has read it. Yes, and I, and I am deserving of the award. Remember the award I got for feminist contributions to feminism that you gave yourself. Back the island. Fine, but I funded it too. But right. no, what I'm saying is, last week I got called out for not knowing that Bridget's birthday was last month or whatever, and or yesterday, the reality is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is, I know, because I am so in touch with the, the sensibilities of women, that they don't like for people to know their age. And that is a reflection of, of society, of, of, our, of our capitalistic society. What, Daddy, what that, is a sensibility? So look, let me, let's get back to the topic. In the By the way, Bridget, happy woman. birthday. I saw that you posted a picture of some, a special gift that your co-workers have gotten you, and I knew it wasn't us. Because yes, this show, thank you. Yeah, thank this you. Show it's the all... other co-workers, the yeah. ones not led by daddy -O, So thank Yeah, we you. figured. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. keep, well, keep going, daddy -O. Tell us about yeah. Katie. So keep look, digging your grave, young man. So yeah. I'm going to dedicate we'll the next... We'll give you the shovel. I'll give, dedicate the next three seconds to the article. Essentially, what happened was Katie Blackburn is going to be John at the competition committee next Sunday in Palm Beach, Florida. And she's the only woman that will be there. And she's one of what, like 12 people at the competition committee, John? It's like 10, and, yeah. And they are pushing for some really, really uh, incredible things. Uh, like, for instance, they're pushing for, you know, no guaranteed money and contracts. I think that's one thing the Bengals are advocating for. No. And they are also uh, pushing for uh, no indoor practice facilities for anybody. Two and days. so it is... So, it, it, no, really, but she is there. And the article talked about how all these other people are intimidated by her. They're scared of her. And they listen when she speaks. So she is, we'll has done a great one. job. It is a, such a feel-good story, an American, a true American success story. All the odds were stacked against her. You know, she goes to a prestigious law school, is the son of the owner, and somehow ends up in the front office. It's an inspiring story. Go read it on Bengals.com. That's all I wanted to say. Daddy-O, thank you for lifting that up. The one thing I would say, women can be in these positions and have real sway without people being scared of them or intimidated by them. Sometimes right. they are just smart, competent leaders. Well, that is, okay. That's, okay, you don't have to attack me, Bridget. You don't I have to attack canceled. me. You got canceled. You got canceled. I don't know. And now, now Courtney is giving me this thing. I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can go on. 
I'm, I'm honestly, I'm very, you, I'm shaking. You, looking at the I'm dynamics shaking. on the... It actually looking sounds at, like Daddy was intimidated by both women part of this program. It, it does seem that I way, am. You know. and now, that, that, uh, something the people don't know. Yeah, something people don't know about Daddy, because you would think that he would be the one who would have had 14 different marriages, not me. But Daddy is a Divorce is very expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. Undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that we so, can all agree. Right. I think Hoji cut out. Is he there? I'm here. Okay. Well, you just stopped talking. That was, that was a strange. I, I've never experienced that before. Did you, okay. You, you probably filtered me out. That was Courtney. Look, John, speaking of intimidating people, the pass rush. I want to talk about the pass rush, John, because DJ Reader responded to a tweet by Andrew Russell, I think. Right, the PFF guy? Yes, yeah. And he was like, he said, hey, the Bengals think they fixed the pass rush and they have the same pass rush. Wasn't good enough last year. That's a problem. Something like that. DJ Reader says, hey, we had 41 sacks. Only what? Seven teams had more. And uh, the reality is, John, that the pass rush in the playoffs, the pass rush wasn't elite. Yeah, they got I, the I would job beg done. to differ. I would beg to differ. Okay, but go ahead. And, but 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 I was the just reason... begging to differ. I haven't okay. differed yet. I, okay. I'll differ later. Right yeah. now, just begging to. Right. And here's the thing: Trey Hendrickson, John had a back injury he was dealing with. Right. Um, uh, Ogunjobi was out. Sure, we don't have him this year. It doesn't look like you. You don't think we're going to get him back? But probably not. No. Yeah, I think he's going to command at least five million. Right, and it doesn't seem the Bengals would do that for a rotational guy. It's not. It's not even just the money, though. It's the fact that he was starting over BJ Hill. Then they gave BJ Hill a starter's contract. They're not going to give that to Ogunjobi. Like, what's the dynamic there? Like, does does he want to go back to the team that now is starting the guy who backed him up for most of the season? Like, I I don't know what that John. But didn't, weren't their snaps basically fifty fifty? Weren't they about half and half? The it ended the up that way, but. On most yeah. pass rushing snaps where Ogunjobi got the production, like he was on the field and BJ Hill wasn't. But here's the thing, John. What are his options? Like he goes back to a team where he had great chemistry and great production, maybe signs another one-year deal, shows that his foot's healthy, then gets the big deal next year. He's still, what, only 30 years old, right? Well, yeah. Like the door, I think, is still technically open. But at this point, I think they're looking at – potentially younger and cheaper options to fill yeah. that role at this the, point. The door yeah. is open, but it's hitting him on his behind on the way out. Now, here, here's what I would say, which is that basically an elite defense looks different in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. You know, it's not about sacks. Sacks is great, but there's a kind of conservatism, which I admired that Luan Romo was able to do in the playoffs that meant to wins. It was the defense that was, in my opinion, the truly elite part of our team all season long, including in the playoffs. And even, I would say, in, in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was an elite team. That, that game against Kansas City was the greatest game of maybe my life. That was a defensively led team. That is as elite as it gets. John? Well, but, 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 John, but John, we're talking about pressures, not sex. John, pressures. What would you say John? I, when pressure. I say smart stuff, when I say smart stuff, I go, John? Because I want to hear John. Yeah, I do that too. Actually, I, I think he thinks I'm, I think he agrees. And then when he agrees, it's like, wow. What is the question? The question what is, is the he's question, saying, was the defense is still elite? Yeah, that's the thing. 
That wasn't a very smart thing to do. Let me phrase it in a John-appropriate way. Okay. John, that's such a the dumb defense question, has stepped man. up. The, the, the defense had great plays, big-time plays. Secondary made some big interceptions, big pass breakups. The, the defense stepped up second half against the Chiefs. But overall, what would you, how would you grade our pass pressure? Our, you know, our ability to get to the quarterback in the, in the place, playoffs. This is where stats are, like there, there are many stats that you can look at and some of them translate to future success more than others or some indicate more consistent success than others. And I think sacks at this point, like players are always going to look at sacks because players get paid for sacks. That's why Ogunjobi got the deal that he got initially because he had a career year sacks wise. But in terms of like actually winning as a pass rushing unit on a per play basis, the Bengals weren't necessarily elite. They happened to finish a lot of the pressures that they did generate, which is why they ended up getting as many sacks as they did. But in terms of going forward now, I, I don't know if you're counting on another 15 sack season from Trey Hendrickson. I don't know if you're counting on another eight sack season from Sam Hubbard. You might've gotten the very best out of both of those guys. And I'm not saying that they're going to be bad going forward. I'm saying the sack number might decrease because the players that they have right now, I don't think a lot of them are high pressure rate players. Maybe Joseph Asai becomes that, but we don't know. He's a projection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's a projection. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. What, but he was yeah. he was amazing in the preseason. I think it was the right. game. But he, for he, three he quarters <laughs> against the Bucks, against a very good offensive line, the Bucks, he was amazing. There's also the Darius Hodge guy. We but could but the defense. There, listen, listen. A defense is not a buffet. You're not going to add up. You know, I ate three, three grapes. I had four muffins. You know what I mean? It's it's a pass breakup is hard to do. Uh, you know, an interception is hard to do. Uh, okay. hard I think to do. this but, question is even more uh, out of out of this. I, I have no idea what he's saying. Well, Does I, anybody I, understand what he's I'm saying? saying? No, no, Back I haven't gotten my point. And, yeah, I haven't gotten my point. What I'm saying is that it's not an, about who is going to do this and who's going to that, do that. It's a unit. And yes, we have a lot of talent, but it's the way that defensive unit work together. Yeah, one person, point is, I mean, look, 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 the famous interception. The famous interception. Who, who, you know, one person tips it, another person catches it. Who gets mm -hmm. the credit? Only one person gets the credit for the interception. Most of the credit goes to Jesse Bates. We're talking about, we're talking about the front. If you can't get pressure with your front four, okay, consistently, you're going to get burned by the better offenses you can't blitz you can't do that kind of a stuff too much and if we don't get that consistent pressure we're not going to see those big plays of the secondary because they're going to have too much time and, they, and they're going to get beat john the, the issue here is that like they have four quality starters at defensive line behind that it's a ton of question marks and you need that depth throughout the game because you have guys rotating in and out giving other guys breathers like Khalid Kareem, Cam Sample, even with Joseph Asai, that's probably not enough at defensive end. And behind B.J. Hill, they have no pass-rushing defensive tackle presence. Like, D.J. Reader yes. can only do so much yet is the question, right? Does that come into the draft? Does that come with another well, free Speaking of come? the draft, let us go to that, John. Let us talk about along the lines. I know you want to talk about some draft prospects. Yeah, there's two that I think are being circulated right now amongst um, Bengals fans. You have De Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, who I think just turned 24, so he's really old for a guy just coming into the NFL. But if you played college football at Georgia and you were a defensive player, odds are you're probably going to be good at the NFL, regardless of how old you're coming in. I think he's going to be 
immediately good because of how physically developed he is already. He's a phenomenal athlete. He was incredibly productive at Georgia. He just provides a lot of explosion at that at that position. There's not really something that you can't ask him to do. Now, he played uh, next to and with uh, other tremendous players, so that's obviously something that maybe impacted some of his production, but if you're going into an already pretty stacked defensive line, I think you would like that transition to be, to be pretty seamless. So maybe his age does push him down to the 31st overall spot, but he's someone that I think you know, NFL teams are going to be really high on because of how productive and how well he played at the end of his career there. Well, John, uh, John, you said, John, no, I, I got to say, yeah, I got to say, John, uh, to me, that sounds like cheating. If you're, a, if you're, a, if you're doing explosions, I mean, no. you can't, no, 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 that no. does, you can't do that. That's like, you know, you got to use what's on the field. You got to use your body. You John, can't do explosions at the line. I don't, th- I don't think he's killed anybody, so the, he at least has that going for yeah, him. Yeah, we already talked about the Madden Albright podcast. That was way, that was a long time ago. Look, I want to talk about, John, his short arms. Because oh my gosh, and alligator I know, arms. Yeah, yeah, we know the problem. Yeah. And that's the thing. You that's can't the get on the van with alligator arms. That and this was, title, that's by true the in way, rock and roll, and that's true in football, by the way. Right. This title, by the way, refers to the, I think it's the desire to get Wyatt. The want for Wyatt. Like they oh. want Wyatt, yeah. And, and there's a desire. You are definitely not a DJ reader, Daddy O, the way you spell right. But John, uh, here's the thing. The, the short arms, and I mean, look, he has incredible lateral quickness. He moves really, really fast for the guy that size, side to side. But, what good is that? I mean, well, that is, I mean, it's you got to move forward and backward. You, you, this oh, is not, times. This is not We've crabs. talked about this. There they're are different crabs. They're human. You can move in any direction in the NFL. I don't know about college. But, John, the, the, I guess the question is will he be able to, you know, hold up against these bigger, taller mm-hmm. offensive linemen? Will he be able Where's to. Where's this narrative get, that he's small? He's six He's got three, alligator three four, arms. He's got no, three, arms. three inch arms. Those aren't small oh, at all. Those are little baby arms. It's like. What, like what do you have his arms attack, at? It's like when you take I, the arms of a Cabbage Patch doll and you put it on a human. That is not a human. Geno Atkins had shorter arms. Just saying. Yeah. Speaking of Geno Atkins, if he's fully healthy, we talk about no. the backup. No. That man is so happy being retired. I do not want him back on, a, on an NFL field. Okay. Well, I guess if John doesn't want that's him back. That. Yeah, that's that. Why would you want him back? If he's happy doing what, he's, what he loves right now, being with his family, just being He doesn't dad, know what's why? good for him. He doesn't know what's good for him. He doesn't? Yeah, here's the thing. He needs to win a he Super He needs a Bowl. ring. His life is not going to be complete. Look, there was a point where we were comparing Geno Atkins to Aaron Donald. Or we were comparing Aaron Donald to Geno Atkins. Aaron Donald yeah. was on the rise, and it was like, oh, he's the next Geno Atkins. And then they were, they were on par with one another. And then Geno Atkins yeah. had the ACL, and then he had a bad season following that. And then he had a kind of a bounce back season. And then the team got old. And then people are like, oh, he was good. But, you know, not Hall of Fame material. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. One or two Who says great he's not Hall of Fame material? Gino, I, mean, I, wanna, I, I, I want to grab Gino Atkins by his little baby alligator arms and pull him onto the Bengals. <laughs> I sat next to Gino him. Atkins on a plane once. And his legs, he may have little baby arms. I did not notice. This man had tree trunks. For legs, 
Have you ever seen John. this man's leg? You're telling me. That's you're telling me little arms Hold compared on. to Daddy or Hoji. John, you are telling me you want this guy with three trunk legs walking around playing with a little, what, two-year-old instead of being on the football field? John, that we is need the If he plays another year on the football field, who knows how long he can play with his little daughter? John. Jo- John, how oh, old is Oh, I see. Is you're talking about now? like concussions and stuff. He, you know, I think he's, he's, he's 33, he's 34. I, he's still a baby. You know, he's this show... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I told you about all the injuries I suffer from this show, and you don't seem to care about all the little, the joints, the ligaments, the, the tears, just from just from going through the paperwork, and just from. Daddy, you know, we literally had the cutting doctor, coupons. No, we had the doctor do a full eval. You are not suffering any of these things. Oh, so he's been gaslighting it's, us. It's all fantasy. Yes, those are, it's all fantasy. Those are it's passive aggressive. Claims. Those are he gets on the phone and he You'd says, come help me. I can't well, walk. Come help me. Drive me here. Drive me there. Because if I don't want to buy a car. Well, you here's the thing. You'd be surprised the things you can charge to a company HSA account. And uh, and that is that is kind of the secret of, of my uh, my yeah. Not but only was, do you uh, want to di- not only did you want to devoid Geno Atkins of his rightful retirement, but you've used him now to create an inappropriate tangent from the show, and I will not allow it. And speaking of inappropriate tangents, let's go to the hojoscope, please. Yeah, let's go. You know, tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients, it supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus. I mean, it's anti-aging. It's lifestyle-friendly. It fits a wide range of diets. And you know what? There's only one gram of sugar, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Okay, so reclaim your health and you arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop and a cup of water every day. I take it myself you know and to make it easy athletic greens is giving is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe that's b-l-e-a-v again that's athleticgreens.com slash believe b-l-e-a-v so for those of us who do follow the news there's a heartwarming story out there about a hero a hero named fezco i don't know if you've heard fezco's story but this beautiful little dog. If you could pull up his picture, Courtney, this beautiful little dog, Fesco. Uh, you can see him right now. See that beautiful, look at those eyes. Look at those, look at that, look at that poor dog. Fesco is a gay dog. And his, his owners abandoned him because of his sexual orientation, his lifestyle. They said, we don't want a gay dog. And that's when uh, if you could pull up the next picture, uh, uh, Courtney. That's when Steve Nicholson and his partner John in Charlotte, North Carolina, adopted Fesco, and they renamed him Oscar after the Irish playwright Oscar Wilde. So now, in this picture, you see Steve and Oscar, and 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 this beautiful dog. Once uh, uh, Fesco, now Oscar has a home. Now, you you wonder what does this relate to football? Well. Uh, this story reminded me so much of Baker Mayfield, because Baker Mayfield, as you know, he, he he's like this this gay dog. He doesn't have a home. He's not wanted by anybody. Well, he's wanted by a lot of people, but he's got this contract that people won't take him from, and people think he's not valuable, but he's very valuable. You, I watched that man beat the Bengals in Week Nine. This guy is had 17 touchdowns last year. Despite the fact that, uh, you know, we, we might have to cut this beautiful music as, as, 
as excited as it makes me. Uh, he had he had 17 touchdowns last year, and all that with injuries to his shoulder and a lot of psychological warfare between you know him and, and, and the coaches. He's going to go to a team and be very successful. The question is why doesn't why isn't he wanted? It's that everybody is looking for the next Joe Burrow. Everybody thinks that the Joe Burrow is, is an answer. But, and here I quote Adam Pacman Jones on our show, there is only one Joe Burrow. So my hojoscope is that our special man, Baker Mayfield, is going to have just a great season, just like Fezco, the, the gay dog, is, is going to have a great life with his new owners in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that is my hojoscope. Wow. Wow. That was, that was powerful. That was powerful. It was music. And yeah, that was great. Yeah, the music Uncopyrighted. Was really Uncopyrighted music. That's fantastic. We can still monetize the show. I love it. But uh, yeah, that was inspirational. And uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, would appreciate it. I yeah, I thought about that because OG the, is the Browns, agent. The Browns well, call, call themselves the dog pound, I believe, or the yeah. dog, dog. I mean, that's true. But I, I will say Baker Mayfield is at the low point when even Bridget is making fun of him, fun of him on the show. He, that's the only person she's ever targeted. That tells you. I wasn't making fun of Baker right. Mayfield. Right. Speaking I, of I, making fun, I, yeah. I just have to say, though, a, a point of clarification, and John, I'd be curious of your take. Did Baker Mayfield beat the Bengals in week nine, or did the Bengals beat the Bengals? In week Ooh, nine. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's, that's more of a philosophical point, really. Yeah. Yeah. But but Baker looked good. Baker Baker has only looked good against the Bengals, basically, John, right? But that means a lot. Because I mean, remember why do, you, why do you think the Steelers want him? Yeah, yeah. That's why that everybody's trying to play the Bengals. Honestly, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. Baker Mayfield will be successful on the Steelers. I hate to say that. That's what I mean. But that's the nature of the Steelers. Because, you know, they Baker Mayfield would have been more successful than Deshaun Watson on the Browns. That's the point I'm trying to make. No, 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 no. That's the point I'm trying to make. You don't get it. It's not about, it's not about stats. No. It's about about energy vibes. You you give him that new coach, he's going to do great. He had The Steelers went to a Super Bowl with Neil O'Donnell. And he was a quarterback for a long time. It wasn't one of those freak years or something. Pretty sure they lost the Super Bowl. They did, but my point is they have the kind of franchise and culture where they can get the quarterback to win instead of having the, the quarterback being a hero, as you say, yeah. like Joe Burrow. It's the opposite of the Bengals. A it makes winners out of you. The Bengals need a winner to make the Bengals, make winners out of the Bengals. Okay, look, enough of that, and let us go to Daddy O Cares. But does he? Well, yes, I think please. I think Daddy O, let's let's educate Daddy O a little sure. bit on this. Sure. So coming up in May, it's almost right. April. So coming up in May, we've got Mental Health Awareness Month, and at the show, we care about mental health, right, Daddy O? We care about. Let me check if you you told me, but give me notes before mm-hmm. the show. Yes, we do. That's right. Yeah, I have the exactly. answer right here. Yeah. I kind of wanted you to string all the words together. And just, I, like, I just, yeah, I had to just check. It? Just wanted to make sure it wasn't a trick. Yeah. It is not a trick. Um, so a couple weeks ago on the show, folks know I was 
I was sad about CJ Uzama leaving. I'm less sad now after like seeing his dog in a Jets bandana or whatever on Twitter. I feel over it now. Um, but we acquired Hayden Hurst through free agency as our new tight end. And on, I think, March 19th, John shared a video, a must-watch video from Hayden. And I don't know if folks know a lot about his story or a lot about his philanthropy, but Hayden dealt with or deals with um, some really serious mental health issues and um, even uh, attempted suicide uh, when he was a little bit younger, when he was in college. And his journey and his story led him to create the Hayden Hurst Family Foundation that's all about focusing on mental health and suicide prevention. Um, so their big message is for especially for kids and young people who have seen really dramatically increased suicide rates, especially over the last two years through the pandemic. They're all about reminding them you're not alone. And he's really about eliminating the stigma of mental health um, and what it means to talk about mental health and in what can sometimes be a, a toxic masculinity culture in the nfl he's bringing something really new and different that i know a lot of other guys are doing too so something that was really cool over the last uh couple weeks people have been donating um in the hundreds to the hayden hurst family foundation cincinnati fans have uh, just to welcome him to the team and to support what he's all about and i wanted to bring this to daddy o cares a because mental health awareness is super important suicide prevention is something that folks don't talk nearly enough about in a fairly male dominated uh industry like the nfl it's important to just norm talking about this but for me i was also really sad by the loss of cj uzama's leadership and the the heart and emotion he brought to the team and then i watched the video that john shared and i was really inspired by the fact that there's going to be this new dude in the bengals locker room who's clearly a vulnerable and powerful leader someone who shared his story um and is really uh, advocating for something he cares about there's a cool clip in in that video of him talking to dak Prescott after a game about like we should collaborate thanks man for sharing your story so I think this is a perfect example of something we should lift up and daddy o cares so we are excited to welcome Hayden Hurst to the Cincinnati Bengals I think he's going to be an interesting leader for the team I don't know if he'll be as loud or you know as like media uh, media friendly, maybe as CJ was, and it's certainly not a one-to-one -one comparison just because they were, they're both tight ends, but, um, he's definitely a really stand up dude. And if you can check out, uh, the Hayden Hurst foundation, uh, HaydenHurstFoundation.com. Um, and if you're willing and able, uh, feel free to make a donation as a Bengals fan and support, um, some local mental health initiatives. Wow. Thank you. Well, that was great. And wow. I just I just want to apologize on behalf of the show for that. I don't think that subtopic is, was related at all to what you wanted to talk about. 
but that is because we have a, but a very young graphic designer. Yeah, this is more about the, I think, the football side of it. But Daniel, I, just want I would to add, love for you to, to open the very tight coin purse of your heart and pull out some love. But yeah, since you want, well, maybe we can donate Daddy to the cause. Just as just give him one over. Well, I just I just look. I just want to say this. Him. They talk about CJ Uzama as being the heart of the Bengals uh, team, and the reality, John, tell me if you disagree, is that look, the heart just quietly keeps. What is it? It keeps beating. Pumping. And it keeps you alive, and. The heart, I would say, is Joe Burrow. Very quiet, but consistent, powerful leader who powers the rest of the team. I would say that Uzama is more like the mouth, right? He is expressing all of the emotions of the team, very vocal. But the mouth really doesn't necessarily keep the whole thing alive. And so, so you know, I, I don't think we're going to lose actual leadership. I think we're going to lose the Well, who's the nose? Because if you outward. lose your mouth, you're going to need your nose because you have to breathe. No, I, I think that other people can step up and be the mouth, you know. I think, look, Jamar Chase was a rookie. He's going to be more vocal in his second year. He's, okay. he's our, you know, second or third best player now, right? So what, what is John thinking? John's thinking about the biggest promotion. nose. Yeah. Like, I have a big nose, so I feel like I'm qualified oh, to speak John. on this subject. And I can't think Don't of a Bengals player that has, like, a big, big schnauzer on their, on their face, but... No, I think I was. No, I, was I think that, I think the I biggest. That you were gonna go, I was worried that you were going to do some like revisionist history now that Uzama's gone. But I think that's actually yeah. a pretty apt comparison. Thank I you. Too, actually, I was going to say the nose would be the guy who's the best at the sniffing out the nonsense. He's a sniffing out. So, so that would be maybe Von Bell when he remember when he knocked Juju yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah. He 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 will call you out. Obviously, obviously, nonsense. McPherson is the feet. So that's, McPherson that's, is the feet. Okay. So so is Burrow both the brain like the, the heart and the arm? He's, He's also the kind heart of the brain, is he not? And the brain. He's the heart and the yeah. brain. No, the yeah. arm the arm is smacks. DJ the, arm, the, the arm would DJ be Reader Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, those would be He's the, the hair. Because they hit the hair. They smack you. Yeah. So there you go. That was free analysis in the no news section of the off season, where it's still making news and making headlines. Yeah. And for that all we ask is a small donation that you can write off Promotion. your taxes. Tax season is around the, the corner. It is time to donate as much as you can. Because remember, when you donate, that means the government will pay you back that exact same amount. Whatever you give to us, it will come back I, I, with, with interest. That. I think you brought it to John's eye with that heartfelt message. Patreon.com slash DH Sports. You can be a patron. And last week, we gave a birthday shout-out, if you remember. Bridget gave the birthday shout-out, and we gained a new patron in the process. Obviously, that wasn't our plan. That wasn't our plan. Bridget, maybe that was your plan. I don't know. Not <laughs> that was my not plan. my plan. Not my plan, Bridget. But we did. Yes. And so if you become a patron, we can give you a shout-out, tell you a story. And if you join the highest tier i think we have some great prizes like you get a free drawing and all that kind of stuff you come on the show all right any final notes by the way andy dalton is signed with the saints a lot of people want us to talk about that that's wow. some other that's some actual news how about donate oh. to the hayden hurst foundation before becoming a patron here maybe sorry maybe, john i can't maybe the music the music kicked yeah. in i can't i can't hear you but there you go that is the show for Technology Electric Smoji, John, Gwen Stefani, Sheeran, and HR. 
Yeah. I'm Jadie McTook. We'll see you next time. Yeah. So long, sweetie. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.